You're back. You're ready to heal. I'm Chris, and this is the Save Your Soul podcast, where we observe and navigate healing in phases through intentional conversations centered around living, wellness, and spirituality. As you continue to listen, I hope that you are cleansed, centered, and empowered. Get what you need and be. My little niece was six years old when her mother died. Not quite knowing what was happening, she had to learn quickly what life would be like without the omnipresence of her mother. Black mamas be everywhere, doing everything and teaching us along the way. Who was going to be everywhere, do everything, and teach her now? I don't remember my little niece grieving. I don't think she knew how. I've never seen a tear fall from her eyes, nor was there a dramatic shift in her behavior as if her grief would be obvious to me while in the midst of my own. Before leaving, my sister left breadcrumbs for us all. She told my niece, her daughter, that when she, would, that when she goes to heaven, let me see it right. She told my niece, her daughter, that when she goes to heaven, she wants to be remembered as a butterfly that every time she sees a monarch butterfly, that's her coming to visit. This woman, who grew up heavily Christian like my brother and I, remained a devout churchgoer until she became bedridden. She was looking beyond her physical vessel and all she'd been taught about death and created space to be reincarnated, seen, heard, to still be here with us, to be an ancestor breadcrumbs. Years later, I was told that my niece, who was now a teenager, or soon-to-be teenager, had gotten her first period. My spirit guided me towards celebration. I went to the store and purchased balloons, candy, and items to make a goodie bag filled with essential items she'll need as she becomes familiar with the changes in her body. When I met up with her and her dad, she smiled big when she saw me from across the parking lot. We hugged. She said thank you and we stood there on the sidewalk and a monarch butterfly hovered over us roaming in circles. We all laughed with joy knowing that my sister approved. Breadcrumbs. She was there with us, still communicating and watching, letting us know that she had this baby covered. The communication didn't cease when when her soul left her body. My sister isn't buried in the cemetery. For as long as we think of her, for as long as we call on her name, she is all around us. She's in the songs that come on the radio. She's in the inside jokes my family and I share about the old days. She's in the decorating magazines and the shimmer eyeshadow and the butterflies. I use this story about my sister because it's a beautiful recollection. I didn't know much of anything about ancestors beyond the ones printed in the history books or referenced when talking about the enslavement of African people. 
I have so many stories about my encounter with my sister as an ancestor, but we're going to just leave it on that one for now. On Instagram, um, I asked for questions pertaining to uh, communicating with your ancestors and ancestor veneration. Uh, I wanted to know what y'all needed. Um, and some of the questions that were asked on Instagram helped to further the topic on ancestor veneration and connection. What is ancestor veneration? Let's start there. Um, the word venerate means to regard with great respect, to honor. An ancestor is a person typically one more remote than a grandparent from whom one is descended. So if I were to give my own um, meaning, I mean, obviously that's to me it's self-explanatory, but just to bust it down a little bit more. Ancestor veneration is really just keeping your ancestors alive. It's respecting their hustle, respecting the life that they lived on this earth, and just um, keeping the memories going of them for future generations. It is almost like, in a way, it's almost like worship. It's... um, you know, giving them them their things and appeasing them and, you know, just letting them know that you still love them and you care about them. So why should you connect with your ancestors? And another word for ancestors that we use um, in Europe is egun, E-G-U-N, egun. So if y'all want to be, you know, want to be down, y'all can say egun. <laughs> but, um... Why should you connect with your egun, your ancestors? Many people try to skip the line and go to other spirits or, um, you know, they just, they kind of omit the actual work in connecting with the ancestors and just automatically go to the fact that, you know, they know they have them and they just start, you know, I guess, I don't know, just kind of representing them, I guess, talking about them. Um, a lot of people, I, you know, I talk about Arisha a lot. Um, if you're familiar with the Arisha Pantheon, you probably see people, um, online saying they're a daughter of, you know, someone, Oshun, or they're a son of Shango or something like that. Um, and so I, I notice and I respect people getting in tune with that, but your ancestors come first. You can't skip the line. The ancestors are the ones you know. It's kind of almost to me disrespectful not to go to them first. You connect with them so that they can live on and not be forgotten. And um, it's almost like I said, if you don't do that and you just go straight to Arisha or any other spirits that resonate with you, in the other pantheon, you know, some people may go into like um, that ancient comedic uh, pantheon and, you know, s- start to associate themselves more with um, what is Osiris or Aset, you know, those, those uh, what would I say, I guess, spirits. Um, all of that is fine, but you got to pay homage and respect to the ones that got you here. Um, the movie Coco, I don't know if y'all have seen that, but the movie Coco is a great reference when it comes down to ancestor veneration, right? Um, 
if you've watched the movie, I do not remember the name of the characters, but the main character is a little boy who has this desire or this gift to play um, guitar, I believe. And he wanted to be, I think, uh, in a mariachi band or something like that. But he believed, he came to, he was searching for, I think, his grandfather. And he came to believe that this famous, well-known um, uh, musician was his grandfather. And it actually wasn't because he knew that his grandfather was a musician, but he got him mixed up. But either way, the movie just goes along the journey of uh, this spirit that he connected with um, trying to be remembered. Because if he was not remembered, uh, he if he was not put on the ofrenda, on the uh, altar with the rest of the dead, he would be forgotten. And the movie just goes on this journey, and uh, eventually he finds out that that spirit is his grandfather that he was with all along, and he's able to get him on the ofrenda. And so he lives on in the spiritual world, and, you know, it's a good movie. Um, But it's the same thing with our dead. If we don't tell their stories, if we don't venerate them, if we don't sing their praises and, and call on their names, our children and our children's children, they will not know them. And if you think about it, I mean, sadly, we had, um, you know, historical events that stripped us uh, as black folk away from, you know, knowing or or, uh, tracing, you know, far, far back to our earliest ancestors. Um, But, you know, there, there is a space for us to learn, um, you know, maybe two to three, four, maybe generations past our great grandmother, you know, if you do the work. But there are some people um, who tend to not think that that is of importance. So they don't do the work of keeping the books. They don't keep the photo albums or the, or the, yeah, the photos or the videos or the written documents, the birth certificates, you know, they, they, it doesn't matter. And that's why a lot of us don't know, you know, as much as we can. So, again, why should you connect with your echo? You connect with them so that you can be guided in your life's journey. A lot of, um, a lot of us, we all, I'm not going to say a lot, we all have our moments where we don't know what to do. You know, who do you call on? I mean, for some, it's Jesus. Some is, you know, God. And some, you know, is Buddha. I don't know. <laughs> but some is Theresia, Oludamari. Um, but your ancestors, those are the ones you can call on that you know. Y'all share the same blood. If you ask of them, they will guide you. It's not just um, my ancestors don't play about me. I see that meme so much, y'all. Who got it ain't just like my ancestors don't play about me. Sure, they don't, but we're going to get into that. So how, who do you think of when it, when it comes down to um, the ancestors? So when you hear the word Egun or ancestors, what comes to your mind's eye when you hear that word? Um, and I say that as kind of like a, I, I, it's really a question. Like as I'm saying it, I want you to think about it. Because, again, if you don't have actual images what comes to your mind? I think that us being like we're we are a very um, 
show and tell kind of people. Like, you got to prove stuff to us. We want to see stuff in order to believe it. Um, a lot of us are getting out of that, but we've been like that for so long. So it's like, if you don't know your folk, who do you think about? I know for the longest, um, images of brown and black folk in, in bondage, again, enslaved is what came to mind when I heard the word ancestors. I did not think of my dead folk, but your, your dead folk are your ancestors. Let's get it clear. So that's who we talking about. Um, forget the programming. I mean, of course, if you are, um, of African descent, yes, some of your people did go through that or might've gone through that, but, um, it's, your, your, our people are so much more than that. How is connecting with the ancestors possible and how do you do it? Okay. So some of the questions they came up when I um I posted the box on Instagram um made it to the conversation so one of them is how is connecting with your ancestors possible and how do you do it um and my answer to that is to start where you are you connect with them by having the desire to connect with them you talk to them in the same way you talk to the living and if that doesn't feel comfortable for you, then the written word works just as just as well. Um, you want to invoke the ancestor spirits into your life and into your home. And to do to do this, you usher them in with prayer and ritual and by setting up um, an altar, which we'll talk about later. And again, if certain things sound woo-woo or scary for you, do what feels good and right for you. You don't have to just rush into making an altar if you just if that doesn't feel right. But keep in mind that we are talking about your dead, your spirits. So when you're calling on folks, you only calling on the ones that you know. You calling on the people that you have lived with. Or that your parents have lived with. Or, you know, whatever. Um, it's nothing scary about spirits. Like, my, my um, I'm, I don't know if it's my grandmother who said it. I don't know. But one of the elders, they used to always say, I'm not worried about nobody that's dead. I'm worried about the folks that's living. Like, the dead ain't the ones you need to be concerned about. Because they, I mean, they can. But they can't hurt you. Um, not like that anyway. And if you want to connect with them, they ready. All you got to do is just have the desire. Another question was, what if you don't know your ancestors? Um, this particular person was like, they don't have any communication with their dad's side of the family and their mom is adopted. And so I see how that could be tricky. But here's the gag. You don't have to know them. They know you. Yo did know who came from them and who came from them and who came from them and who came from them. Like, they know you. We are already at um, what can be viewed as a disadvantage, like I said, um, being people of the diaspora because of what happened to our people. And that's the part where I believe we have to rely on um, faith and spirit connection. 
right? So if you believe in any type of higher being, you have to have faith that that higher being exists because we don't see it. That sounds so country. <laughs> well, we don't see it. <laughs> uh, you have to just have faith, right? And it's easy, I think, for us to have faith in that, though, in a higher power, because that's faith that we borrowed from our parents and our grandparents. It's like they believed it, so we borrowed their belief, and now we believe it. Um, when it comes down to ancestor veneration and connected with your ancestors, a lot of our folk don't didn't teach us that, which is why we're having this conversation right now. A lot of our folk would demonize you talking about connected with your folks, your, your dead folks, right? But as I say that, let me put a quarter in the meter, ain't nothing demonic about connected with your ancestors. These people, again, show your bloodline. So you mean to tell me your grandma the devil? Even if she did something just outrageous, like outrageous, that lady ain't, that lady ain't that. Um, but back to the topic. It's faith. You have to rely on faith. You have to rely on spirit connection. Um, so far, personally, I've been able to acknowledge my Egun by name for uh, three generations past my mother. So I do know my great-great-grandmother by name on my maternal side. Um... I have dug, dug, dig, I don't know, <laughs> but I have done some digging on my paternal side as well, on my father's side. Um, but so far, just, I'm, I'm, you know, full transparency here. I feel a little bit more connected um, um, to my mom's side um, because I've actually had conversations with my mom and I have photos and all of that. Um, but yeah, my great-great-grandmother, her name is Henrietta Chapman. And my name is not Chapman, by the way. <laughs> My last name was not Chapman. Um, and actually, there's no other, like, my mother's maiden name was not Chapman. Like, I, I don't know any other Chapmans besides my great-great-grandmother. So, I have more digging to do. But, um, yeah, I have her photo on my altar. And um, I have actually two photos of her. One is on my altar and one my mother has hanging up in the house in her home. Um, which actually that is also another form of ancestor veneration, by the way, hanging up them photos in y'all's house, in, in the house. Yeah, that's how we keep them alive. Because when the kids come in, it's, they ask, who is that? That's how you keep, keep them alive. But, um, yeah, um, I don't know anyone that came before my great, great grandmother. So, um, in that regard, when I speak to uh, my ancestors that I don't know, right? And I guess this speaks to the question, um, the initial question. I say, and I mean, you could write this down if you want, but I like to say, I call upon my elevated egun. Or I say, I call upon my ancestor, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I call upon my elevated egun or my ascended ancestors, known and unknown to blank you fill in the blank you know whatever it is that your request is um you could say something like you know to walk with me and guide me as I move toward living a life that is in alignment with the highest good for my life or I caught up on my elevated egg to um put a you know a circle of protection around me as I go into this 
um, courtroom today. You know, whatever, simple or not. But you you could say elevated Egun, ascended ancestors, known and unknown, period. You don't have to know the names. But if you want to know them, ask them. Ask them their names. <laughs> and I promise you they would tell you. Not knowing the names of those in your bloodline due to adoption or isolation, death, etc. doesn't mean you can't connect. Um, I would encourage folks to do some research on the Akashic Records. Um, I did an Akashic Record um, meditation with Tatiana Tarot. If y'all are familiar, if y'all not, go check her out. Um, and it was a beautiful experience and we'll be here for like a long time. If I tell y'all what happened, we maybe do another episode about this stuff, but I saw some, some folks that I ain't even, I don't, I don't know who they are, <laughs> but they gotta be connected to me. Um, and again, ask them to tell you their names, ask them to sweeten up your living relatives to tell you who they are. Um, even though your parents are, you know, estranged or adopted or whatever the case is, like somebody knows something. And if you ask your spirits, you're going to work on your behalf so that you can get closer and find out who they are. Sure, they going to tell you. But you got to listen too. Everything begins with intention and an ask. So I hope that helps. Um, another question that I got was how to actually communicate and receive the messages clearly from the ancestors. Um, so with this, I say, ask them to clearly show you how they move. It's funny when I say that, I hear, think of Ludacris song, when I move, you move. But anyway, <laughs> ask them to clearly show you how they move and how they work. Um, it's funny cause I was just watching a ghost show with my boyfriend let it was like this morning and uh, um people would go into like whatever the place i don't like to use the word haunted but they would go into the home where the spirits uh may reside where the spirits reside where the spirits reside um they would go into the home where they where the spirits were supposed to be and they would ask the spirits like hey if you hear me do this and the spirits will do something you know, if um, this is, they would call him by name. If this is, uh, I'm going to just say my grandma, this is Henrietta, um, you know, make the thing, make the little thing chirp and the thing will chirp. And it's just like, whoa. And, you know, again, if you were programmed to think that that kind of stuff is spooky, then you're going to be like, what the hell? But I ain't scared of, of the dead. So I, I thought it was amazing. But when you ask them, they will communicate with you because they want to, they want to. Um, they communicate through repetition, um, synchronicity. So how everybody, you know, is into the numbers, that's just one form of synchronicity, but the numbers, um, 444 is the number that I associate with, you know, spiritual beings. And also the number nine, um, is the number for a goon, um, which again, we could do an episode on all by itself. We could talk about numbers. But um, they also communicate through music and animals, like my sister. Um, it kind of just depends on your egoon and your connection to them, right? So that's where your practice comes in. You have to think of what 
you have you have to know not really just think i guess it is a mind jogger but once you know what represents them then you can recognize them more easily um because some things do transfer from the earthly existence over into the spiritual so if you and your grandma used to cook blueberry pie together and you may get a you know get a message or confirmation when you go over to a friend's house and their mother comes out of the kitchen with a blueberry pie unexpectedly, right? Like you, but the only way you know that that's a confirmation or a message is if you asked for a confirmation or a message, if you asked them to show, to show up. Um, it's in those unexpected moments that show us just how connected we are with our ancestors. You know, like some people, I personally don't believe in coincidences. Like if me and my grandma had a blueberry pie thing and I was like, you know, struggling with something and I'm like, yeah, okay, grandma, like what would you do? And I go to my friend's house and my, her mama come out with a blueberry pie. I'm going to start smiling from ear to ear because I know that was my grandmother. But that's also, again, my faith and my belief. Um, Once you know how they communicate, you'll know it's them and it will be very clear. Like I said, my sister's breadcrumbs were the, was the monarch butterfly. So whenever I see a butterfly, I don't take it lightly. And every butterfly doesn't catch my attention either. Like, don't get me wrong. But for me, when, when, it's, when I feel like it's my sister, that butterfly will come and just like be all up in my business. Like it will just be flying all around me for like moments at a time versus just flying right past me or flying in the distance i don't have to look for them they it comes to me they come to me so to the question i suggest that you number one ask ask your elevated egg to show you themselves to show you a clear sign of how they want to communicate with you and then wait for it don't go making stuff up. Just wait. <laughs> then two, I would say do a little, you know, brain mind jogging exercise. Like write down the things that you remember about your egg What songs did y'all listen to? What activities did you do together? What are some of their favorite things? These are the ways that you could feel their presence. Again, I have multiple stories. I just gave y'all one. Um... So, yeah. Um, another question was, do I have to place the ancestors who lived a life filled with evil acts on my altar? Um, it's a no. <laughs> that, that's that's um, why I don't generalize who I'm talking to when I speak to my ancestors. As y'all heard me say, I call upon my elevated ego. I'm talking about the highest of the highest. Those with good intentions, you know, and, and when I read, if you've ever had a reading with me and you hear me do like say my prayer out loud, I always start with a prayer. Sometimes I pray before I actually get on the um, Zoom or however we're doing the reading. Before I do the reading, I pray before I get on in front of the person. Um, but um, if you actually heard me, y'all probably hear me. Some people probably just hear me mumbling or something. And some of you probably actually hear me say it aloud, but I actually say my elevated egoon, um, my benevolent, not malevolent with an M. I say benevolent with a B. 
uh, benevolent spirit guides, um, those of the highest light only. I call upon you and I command any spirits that come to cause disruption to go away right now. And I even ask for my ancestors to handle that for me, like handle my light weight. I don't want anybody that is not of the highest good for my life and for the lives involved in the work that I'm doing to come around me and come into what I'm doing. It's a no. And so it's the same with your, with your uh, altar. You don't, have to put, you don't have to venerate them. Um, there are in other cultures um, ways to elevate your egg but I do not advise that you do that if you don't know what you're doing. Because you messing with spirits that ain't right. And they'll come and wreak havoc on your life because you over here trying to be the peacemaker. Like, that's where you seek out um, not no tarot reader. You seek out, you know, veterans in the game and have them to assist you if it can be um, done with elevating your egg going if you just want to put folks on your altar. But no, if your papa or your grandma or whatever was, you know, um, a, a serial killer or a serial rapist or a rapist in general, like, no, you don't have to put them on your altar. Mm-mm. Don't even do that if you don't want to. I wouldn't. Um, so to the altar, right? We talked, we keep, you keep talking about altars and I, um, said we were going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, you can set up your altar however you want to. Okay. Um, you gotta trust your ori, which is your head, your mind. Like how old folks would say, follow your first mind. There's a reason they say that. Like, is you above anything else? But if you don't have a clue and you want my assistance, here, here you go. Um, I say you will need um, a table or a platform of some kind. Or if you don't have that available, then you can set it up on the floor. But, I mean, you know, hey, you can get a table from the Goodwill. You can get one from Walmart for $10. A little, little like, dinner um. What are those things? One of the like little portable dinner things that you take to the couch if you want to have like, if you want to eat on your couch, you don't have a dinner table, you have the little foldable table, get one of those. Um, Or if you want to go big, go big. But have a table, a platform of some kind. And then you want to have a um, white tablecloth. Again, you could do whatever color tablecloth you want, but white is what we work with. It's what I advise. White is, um, it attracts the spirits. It is light in terms of the energy. It is like, um, what is it? It's, it's inviting. Okay. Um, you also want to have a glass of water. It could be a bowl or a glass. Um, other folks will probably tell you other things, but I'm not tailoring this that I'm telling you to like a specific religion or a belief. This is just a generic uh, ancestor altar. So I want to clear that up too. You just need a glass of water. Okay. Now, if you know a little bit more then you want to do nine glasses of water, but a glass of water, um, water does many things. We call it omitsutsu in Yoruba, <laughs> but what a cooling water. It cools the spirits. 
it um you're not putting no hot water on your table we said only to do cooling water you it calms the spirits it calms you water also is known to absorb um energy negative energy um so if you set the water there and your water becomes um, smoky or you get like a fly in your water, <laughs> that's some negative energy present and you need to sage and cleanse um, in more than one way. But, you know, not to go down the rabbit hole, you want to have a glass of water on your altar at all times. Um, and you refresh that water as well. You don't just leave it up there till it goes to, you know, disappears. You change the water. Venerating the ancestors is is a practice. It's not something you just do and you forget about it. Um, you also want to have a candle, a white candle on your altar. Everything white. And then lastly, you want to add photos of your deceased. Um, you don't want to put pictures up of just anyone. Like you don't put people up there that's not of your bloodline. Um, and you don't put people up there that are living. You don't cross, um, what is it? You I don't know. You don't want to blur the lines between the living and the dead. Like, only the dead go on your altar. So if you have a picture with your grandmother and your mother in it, but your mother is still alive, you may want to cut her out of the picture and just put the part with your grandmother on there. You know, or copy it before you cut it. But, you know, yeah, that. And it's funny because I say don't just go put anybody on your altar. Y'all know if you follow me, if you've been following me for any length of time, you would know that my old altar, I had Nipsey Hussle picture on the wall. Because I love Nip. I've said it before. But Nipsey Hussle was on the wall uh, when he became an ancestor. I put him up there. I felt inclined to do that. And I learned that that's not what what I'm supposed to do. So I took him down. His picture is still in my home, but... He's not on my egg-on altar. Um, so, y'all, don't do that. Don't You only want to put your deceased. And once you set it up, you know, you want to say your prayers. You want to write your intention for setting the altar. And just let it fill up your space. This is how you bring your egg-on into your space. This is how you start to build a connection with them. And then over time, you start to add more to the altar, which we'll get into. Okay. If you've had a loved one to transition recently, I encourage you to light the way for them with a candle. So you get a white candle and you pray that their journey to the other side is peaceful. You pray that they make it to the other side. It kind of goes back to the, to the Coco movie. They had a certain amount of time. To get to the other side. And if you watch the movie, it was lit up. The path was lit up. The candle is so they could see their way to the other side. Um, you don't have to rush, though, to put, to, to put them on your altar. You put them on there when you get ready. I've seen someone say you may want to wait a year. That That is up to you. I say, again, follow your ori. Whatever your mind tells you, whatever your heart tells you. If you feel like you need to wait, then wait. But when you're ready, put them on the altar. Okay. Um, I also want to say that <laughs> some of y'all going to probably be like, ooh, she on me. But I don't make the rules, but I do believe in order. 
Okay, so again, I started the conversation with like why you wanna why you wanna connect with your uh, ancestors, and I'm like it's you know for multiple reasons, but so that they can help you on your journey, right? So they can guide you and stuff. But be clear, your ancestors not an ancestor just to do work for you. They didn't work hard already while they was on on Earth. Don't be just getting hitting them up with every little request that you have because you don't want to do nothing. Don't be, you know, wishing like going to them so they can handle your the the troubles in your life because you don't want to take accountability. Like no, okay. And then not only that, but you need to venerate them. You need to respect them. You need to uh, elevate them. Show them love before you start asking for shit. Um. I mentioned that I think earlier in the episode, but I'm like one of the most watered down lines or memes that I'm seeing right now that I'm hearing right now is my ancestors don't play about me. But if you don't even know your ancestors, how you know if they play about you or not? Like folks be acting like their ancestors love is unconditional. No, (laughs) I don't believe that. Big mama was petty. Like, how you going to ask her for something, but you won't even run to the store and get her cigarettes? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you going to ask for something from someone you don't even know? You And or, and or, without making an offering in exchange. Um, I was going to go in, I was going to go in a little bit, but I'll say certain, I think, religions have taught us that we can't ask for things without giving anything that's not how it works you have to pay your respects in jambalaya which is one of my favorite books um louisa i can't even say her name but louisa she's an elder now um I believe, Lord, I hope. <laughs> uh, but she wrote that the Egoons who are existing at another level within the creative energy are treated with loving reverence. They, like the Egyptian ancestors, are given an honorable burial and are provided with the tools they need to conduct meaningful meaningful work in the spirit world. They receive offerings of food. Special dishes are cooked for our ancestors. And pause. You could um if you haven't watched, I think it's in our mother's garden, which is a documentary on uh, Netflix right now. It is great. And Mama Coco talks about cooking for your ancestors she's talking about a lot of stuff but she there's a part where you see her in her kitchen making a dish for the ancestors it's beautiful but um yeah we do cook food for the ancestors beautiful songs and dances are done in their honor they are well spoken of and respected and in exchange for this loving reverence they offer protection wisdom and assistance to those who revere them that's the part in exchange it is a two-way street and i mean if you haven't read jambalaya i encourage you to read that as well but 
like she says, they are respected and well spoken of. So that the shirt that I used that I saw that people wear and still wear disgusts me. This says, um, I am not my ancestors, I'll beat your ass. I think that is so disrespectful. Because it takes a certain amount of restraint and strength to survive what they had to survive. You know? Um that's not respectful. That's not how you venerate them. Like, that's not even a... I don't know what that is. It's a mess. Like, if you got that shirt, burn it. Um, but, yes, in exchange for the loving reverence. So, in exchange for showing them love, they got you. To revere means to feel deep respect or admiration for something. Or, in this case, someone. Which leads me to the next point, And almost the last point. Give them their things. The book I just, I mean, I just read to you the excerpt from the book. Like, you have to give them what they need in order to do meaningful work in the spirit world. That's why I said they're not only here to help us. They got stuff they got to do, too. They got loose ends they trying to tie. That's why some of them be still trying to communicate because they need you to help them handle their business. Um... But give them their things. What do your ancestors need to work with on the other side? What can you offer to them? Feed them. They need food just like you do. It's a matter of consideration, thought, and love. So if your grandpa liked Jack Daniels, you may want to put a, a little bottle up on the altar for him. If Big Mama liked to play dominoes, throw them bones. Like, give her a set of dominoes. If Aunt Mabel was a smoker, give her her Newports. And these are just vices. I mean, you know, whatever. But it could be things that are a little bit lighter. Um, my sister was into decorating, so I would put a decorating magazine up there for her. You know, um, my grandmother she liked Laffy Taffy so I'm gonna put some Laffy Taffy's on the altar for her I have put Laffy Taffy's on the altar altar for her but give them their things if they have had jewelry and you used to have access to that jewelry nobody wants it or it's holding it hostage put the jewelry up there that's that's how you bring their presence into your space that is how the, you attract the spirits and if you don't know what they need, again, ask them. Ask them what they want and go get it. If you want them to do favors for you, then you need to run to the store for them real quick. <laughs> okay, so the conversation goes so much deeper. But for now, we're going to put a quarter in the meter and kind of stop here. Um, I just wanted to give y'all a little... Um, some of the basics so that if you are interested in ancestor veneration and building that connection with your egun, um and are looking for a place to start, you can begin the journey to doing that. Trust me, um, they are waiting for you. And like always, I say, chew, out, chew the meat and spit out the bones. So if there's anything that I said that doesn't resonate with you, don't do it. But I encourage you to... Not be biased, you know, and, and damn sure, don't be scared. Um, Take what I've said and do what works for you. And add your own ashe to your practice. 
You know your spirits. I don't know them. You know them. And all you need is a little faith and intention. So, as always, I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear back from you if you want to email me. Um, it, all the information will be in the little, you know, information section. But, yeah, you can always reach out. I'm here to serve it um, in this capacity. Like, this is this is how we do things. Like, yo, I'm down with that shit. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that's all I got. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. See y'all later. Our time together has come to an end for today. Thank you for listening. I can feel your energy and I'm so glad to know that you're vibrating higher. Before you go, take a moment to rate and subscribe. Your support is everything. I look forward to our next chat. Until next time, be well.